Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. And welcome to another episode of the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. I'm your host, Dr. Barry Pierre, your favorite board-certified internist, founder of drbarrypr.com, as well as the CEO of Pierre Medical Consulting, helping you empower yourself for better health with the number one podcast for patient advocacy. And this week, we end Men's Health Month. Like I said, it's, we've had some amazing guests this month, and I want to touch on a topic that I think it's brushed over when we talk about men's health, right? And that's the mental aspect of it. And most importantly, we're going to be talking about the importance of social relationships in men, right? And whether when they lack it, what's the problem and what happens when they have good social relationships, right? And when I was thinking about the topic of hand and I was trying to figure out who should we bring on this episode, I only had a couple people in mind and I was very fortunate enough to get Dr. Jameson Mercier on podcast to really drive home uh, the fact that if our mental isn't there, if we don't connect. And again, this is I think this is a very tough topic for men to talk about because when it comes to our emotions, when it comes to the mental health, when it comes to getting ourselves together for other people, it's not something we do willingly. And uh, Dr. Mercier, as a clinical social worker who has a doctorate in marriage and family therapy, and he deals with it on the mental health aspect, right? I've talked about it all the time where in medicine, I sometimes have trouble getting my men to open up to me to tell me like, hey, I'm having these medical related problems. So you can only imagine the difficulty he may be experiencing and not maybe he actually does experience when dealing with getting men to open up about their mental health wellness and well-being. So again, I wanted to kind of give a little quick little bio just so you can understand just how important this guy, Dr. Mercier, is for not only this discussion, but just the topic of mental health in general. So Dr. Jameson Mercier is a licensed clinical social worker, like I said, doctor in marriage and family therapy, where he got his PhD in family therapy from Nova Southeastern University. He also earned a bachelor's and master's degree in social work from the University of South Florida and Barry University. His areas of specialization include marriage and family therapy, as well as fatherhood. He is a qualified supervisor for the state of Florida for clinical social work, family therapy, and mental health counseling interns. Dr. Mercier provides counseling for families, couples, as well as individuals. He consults with businesses, nonprofits, churches, and government organizations. He has been featured in various media outlets, including Hot 105, The Miami Herald, The Discovery Channel, Bustle, and Huffington Post. He and his wife own a private practice called Mercier Wellness and Consulting. And ladies and gentlemen, most importantly, especially if you have uh, kind of been up to speed of everything I did, him and his wife actually have a podcast as well, which is called The Couples Council. And me and my wife actually had the opportunity to join onto the show and really talk about our relationships and uh, how we deal with growing up with a child with autism, right? So if you have not had a chance, I will link that episode link in the the show notes as well, just so you can get a chance to obviously get, get in touch with their podcast listen to their podcast, subscribe to their podcast. Here, me and my wife kind of discuss our journey parenting a child with autism. So again, 
but of course, the theme today is Men's Health Month, and we're talking about mental health. We're talking about social connections and relationships, and I really wanted to hit this home because, again, I've, I've talked at nausea, and we talk about the cancers a lot, right? You know, earlier this month, I talked about just making sure they go do their wellness exam. You know, we had Dr. Jen who actually hit home erectile dysfunction, right? Sexual health, right? So again, we've talked around a lot of huge topics when we talk about men's health. And I figured there was no way I could end this month and this month of discussion on men's health without speaking on the mental health aspect of it, right? So like always, uh, if you have not had a chance, go ahead, subscribe to the podcast, leave a five-star review. Again, I want you to follow Dr. Mercier, all of his information will be in the show notes as well. Get on their podcast, subscribe to their podcast, you know, five-star review their podcast as well, because it's actually amazing. And get ready for another amazing episode here on the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. This episode is brought to you by the Lunch and Learn Community Store, where we are living out the motto, empower yourself for better health. In the Lunch and Learn Community Store, you can get your favorite t-shirts, ebooks, as well as other related products by Dr. Barry. Head over to shop.drpiersblog.com and get a chance to get 10% off your first purchase by using the coupon code EMPOWER10. Again, shop.drpiersblog.com. Live out the motto, empower yourself for better health. All right, Lunch and Learn community, you just heard another amazing introduction to a gentleman and friend. I've actually had the opportunity to not only meet in the, you know, the, the internet sphere that, you know, a lot of us, you know, get a chance to talk to, but, uh, you know, also meet personally and been able to collaborate on the d- different events here and there and definitely fortunate enough to get this gentleman and, you know, person who I actually well respect on the podcast today. Mr. Dr. Mr. First of all, thank you for coming to the podcast and educating the Lunch and Learn community today. It's my honor. My honor. Thank you for the invite. So, you know, I, I gave your introduction, which again, amazing. Again, I, it's been this running theme that like a lot of our guests, you know, have a resume that I'm sometimes in awe of as myself. But for someone who, you know, they read it, they read your bio, like what is something that, you know, they may not be able to know about you that isn't, isn't necessarily in the uh, our typical bio? Wow. Funny you should ask. I guess a little known trivia or a little known fact, I suppose, <laughs> because of the line of work that I'm in. So mental health counseling, I, I, I realized uh, maybe a long time ago, but really a few years ago, just how much I needed to be able to do something for myself, to be able to disconnect and separate and recharge. Mm. And, and so I am, I want to call myself an avid outdoorsman, but living here in South Florida and the city, there's only so much outdoors. You know? You're right. <laughs> but I enjoy being outside. I enjoy camping. As a matter of fact, tomorrow we leave for a camping trip and then we leave for a road trip that involves another week of camping. It's going to be a four week road trip. Wow. So I do that because if you do eight, 10, 12 hours sometime working with people, counseling, mental health, medicine, as you well know, you need to be able to separate that and give your mind something to focus on other than people's problems and patients who may not be compliant. And so for me, the way I kind of maintain some of my own sanity and my own mental health, getting outside, whether that's fishing, whether that's just going out by the water or anything really, that's something I enjoy. And I've started taking the kids. My wife, Herdeen, will join me sometimes. We're documenting some of that, uh, you know, just side note, it's a little passion project. We have a new Instagram and YouTube channel that that's called Creole Adventures. Okay. 
All right. All right. And the links will be in the show notes because I, I definitely want to hear about this. Yeah. And so all that is, is simply, you know, me t- disconnecting, being out in nature, doing some camping, fishing and just something just to recharge my mental, my emotional, so I can be, come back and be just as good. I love it. And when when you're doing these things, right, you're like, like, there's no cell phones. You're like as oh, as no. disconnected as can be, right? So it's not like you're going, but you're bringing all the technology with you. No, no. As a matter of fact, when I go out and I go camping, I try to get as primitive as possible, right? You know, so I don't need no hookup to electricity. I don't need anything. Oh, wow. Okay. But, but when you bring <laughs> when you bring your kids and, and especially when you bring your wife who maybe likes the creature comforts, Yes. Um, there's some compromise that needs to happen there, but I could go without it. I don't need it. And, you know, that stemmed from a couple of years, three or four years now. Did I did a show with uh, the Discovery Channel where I was uh, in the woods for two weeks. It was a survival show. OK. So, no, it was not naked and afraid. It was. There. <laughs> It was hey, you not, know, I was afraid. I was like, "What's he on?" <laughs> no, it was not naked and afraid. It was another show. But when you spend two weeks in the wilderness with a knife, some matchsticks, and a canteen of water, you really begin to realize how little you need to survive. How little you need, and how much how how much good that does just to kind of be disconnected and totally in nature. And so that really was a boost for me. And I try to get out there as often as I can. Oh, that's amazing. Again, we'll, we'll definitely make sure we got the, the the links to that because I'm, I'm like I'm very interested as well. I'm not the outdoorsman, but uh, you know I, you could probably <laughs> you could probably convince me to go for a day or two. But you're going on four weeks, so I'm definitely all right. Okay, you should do right. it, man. Do it. <laughs> Question I ask, obviously, when we talk about the disconnection, right, your, 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 your primary field, right, is, is therapy. And, you know, my, my wife's in the mental health therapy field as well. And mm-hmm. it's definitely something that I know has made me a better physician because of it uh, and because of the acknowledgement that I can only do so much, right, without addressing the, the mental health aspect uh, right. of a person. Right. Like what, like what, what drove you to that direction in the first place? Right. Like what was it that made you say, you like, you know what, like this is, this is something I can see myself doing. Huh. So there's a couple stories that come together to tell you, to, to answer that. But for the sake of time, I'll give you the condensed version. When I was young, uh, I was about eight or nine, my dad died and my mother was left to raise my brother and me and my sister. And at the time we did, you know, you have the church that supports you and they come and they kind of sit and pray with you. But we did not get any kind of counseling traditional counseling, professional counseling. And in hindsight, we could have definitely benefited from even just a few sessions as a family uh, of grief counseling or of just some regular run-of-the-mill counseling, whatever that might be, you know, just to kind of process what was going on. Because as I got older, I was angry. I was I was rebellious. Looking back, I was I was not as destructive as as some would say, but I could see how some of my actions stemmed from the loss of my father. And so when I got into college and I was struggling, I was like, you know, let me just kind of figure this out. And I realized when I when I realized that if I had gotten some counseling, things would have gotten did gone different for me. I said, there's got to be more people who could benefit from what I didn't get. And so originally I wanted to do psychology, but I'll leave that to the guys who would like to do the testing and assessments. I wanted to be in the homes with the families, dealing with some of these issues. And social work is what uh, I discovered social work. And once I found social work, I hit the ground running. 
And then I decided to specialize in marriage and family therapy because the issues that we are seeing in society a lot of times really do stem from dysfunction within the home mm. and within the family. Let's talk about it. I you love know, it. They, they, what happens, they go unresolved, they go unaddressed, and then they cycle. And we talk about this, you know, there's that generational cycle. Some people will call it a generational curse. It's simply a matter of not resolving what you know exists within your family and these patterns and we just hand them down one generation after another. And so I resolved for myself to break that cycle within my family and to help other people who are willing to break these these dysfunctional cycles and patterns within their relationships. What's what's very interesting, especially, you know, the, the, the focus of marriage and family and understanding like where it starts and within. We talked this month, this is Men's Health Month. And, you know, when when I when I thought when I was thinking of the topics, right, that I wanted to kind of touch on, which is very typical, right? You know, prostate cancer calling all these things that happen to men and, you know, really men not uh, getting themselves together. I think a lot of times the the mental health aspect, right, is one that kind of gets brushed over, unfortunately. And, and more importantly, especially when we're talking about men. And and I know you obviously you, you have you you have kind of established a niche, right, where you like talking to men, right? Like that's your thing, right? Which which is always interesting, right? Because like I always figured we'd probably be the most difficult, right? Of oh, the niche are. to deal with. Oh, we are. We're terrible. <laughs> we are terrible. And you know, I recognize that. I recognize just how bad us men are when it comes to talking and communicating, even with our wives sometimes, you know, the women in our lives, our kids. And it isn't that we don't want to. In my own experience has shown me that everything we want to say or should say is right there behind our teeth. It's on the back of the, on the inside of our lips. A lot of us just were not taught how to communicate like that. A lot of us didn't see it modeled for us. And so it isn't that we don't get the urge. We just can't bring our lips together to say those things we know are there, you know? So in my practice, when I get dad or a man or a husband, whatever lot he is in life, when I get him, whether in my office or on a virtual call, I hold on to that guy. I, don't, I do not take it for granted because I understand all the things that had to happen mm, before you could get to I, Oh man. Wow. Okay. You know, and, and it's interesting when when it's almost like a friend, you know, it's almost like, bro, I've been looking for you. And he's like, Yo, <laughs> that, that unspoken conversation that happens. And if there's a wife or girlfriend there, they don't understand. But I am just so glad to see men who show up to have those conversations. And what I love about it, especially the, the the motivation behind an episode like this is when, and of course I'm, I'm doing my research, I'm looking up mental health and, you know, all of the issues that, you know, men need to deal with. And I came across this, a very interesting article, right? It was actually in the journal of American uh, men's health, right? And it, and it, 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 it hit me, right? Cause it's, it talked about the social connections and really the lack thereof, right? It talked about, uh, men's health. It talked about the the lack of proper support, which led to a lot of the different issues I deal with on the medical side, right? Whether it's non-compliance, whether it be uh, alcohol and substance abuse, where on all of these things that I deal with from a medical side, that this article really said like, hey, you know, if they actually like establish some good stuff in the beginning, right? Like it wouldn't be a problem. But unfortunately, we don't. And then we end up, you know, dealing with me, unfortunately. And and so I want I want to talk about like this is one this like first sentence kind of hit me right off the head. It said social connections can act as a buffer a 
against the impact of stressful or negative life experiences on mental health, the onset of mental ill health, including depression and suicidal behavior, and can increase the likelihood of those those mental health problems from being sought. And I didn't realize, right, again, and I, I may be naive because, of course, that's not my field, how important these these social relationships and social connections are when it comes to men. Like I, that was something that kind of like took me uh, abreast. Is that something that you you find not just be a common thing, but sometimes like it's in that issue where like, wow, like, yeah, they really had problems like from the beginning, like just talking to people. Yes. So men, we do. But let me give you an example that in my mind, in my, in my opinion, crystallizes that phrase that you just read. When you look at the military and you take these 20 men, 50 men, 100 men, whatever the case is, and you put them in a group, you put them through some very difficult stuff. This is even before they go to battle, but you put them through boot camp. You put them through whatever school they're going through together. They eat and sleep together. They do everything together. When they actually do then go and see theater, they go to war, they have a much better cohesion. They operate so much better when you compare one guy who did not move with them and was dropped in after the fact. So the one guy, for example, was not part of this community, okay? So there's something about being in a group that does buffer you, that does keep you safe. The guys who are suffering depression, the guys who are battling thoughts of suicide, they're not part of a group. They're not. It's very hard to be, let me not, it's hard to remain sad and depressed when you are amongst a group. It's 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 hard. One, the group won't let you. But even if you just kind of stay on the periphery, on the fringes, there's something that happens there, you know. And they've studied this all along, especially in guys who are in the military. When you move together with a group, when you have that accountability, and we don't need fifty guys, one or two good guys, good friends, it is a protective factor. Totally. Uh, this is why uh, AA, they do the group thing and they have the sponsor thing. This is why they are designed like that, because that accountability from the groups is hard to recreate that. Does that does that kind of like lessen the burden? Right. Does that kind of lessen? Oh, it's totally because they're going to face the stressors. But like because you do it within a group setting, uh, right. it, it's not as much. Is that the right. thought process? Yeah, it's not that you don't face it. It's that when you do face it, you have other people on which to share the load, you know? And this, you, you know, it's funny. We go to school and we study all these things. And, and and I realize if I just watch women when it comes to this whole social contract thing. Hmm. Okay. We learn so much because women have this thing down pack, you know? If you're with five or six women at work or at a conference, one will get up and they'll say, I'm going to the bathroom. And then two or three will get up. I'm coming with you. As men, we don't do that. No. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> we don't do that. As a matter of fact, we don't even announce it. We just get up. I'll be back. If if we say that much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and I had this conversation with a colleague of mine. I said, why do you guys announce that you're going to the restroom? And she looked at me. She says, I do. It's almost like they don't even notice that. Wow, so, it's, so kind of like it's ingrained in it's them to say like, hey, something they do. Anybody want to come? And so going to the bathroom is not about going to the bathroom for them. It's about it's a social activity. You know, that's and, that's, and, and, spe- and especially because the, the theory that's the, that's there, right? Like that's either in- ingrained in them. 
right? Versus from a like either genetic standpoint or just a social construct, right? Like they've grew, they've grown up since they were little with these similar patterns. Mm. Do you find that that's the case for men? Like we're just ingrained to be individual. We're just ingrained to be alone. And we almost have to be placed in army, you know, barracks type situation before we'll go out and, and, and join forces and hold hands. Like I, I wonder about that. Well, you know, when I think back and, and even I observed kids, Boys play like that. Boys and girls move in little cliques and groups and herds. But there comes a point where we make boys feel like that's not cool. You know, if in elementary school, boys will go to the bathroom together and boys will actually do like girls do and play in the bathroom. But somewhere along the line, they get this message that boys don't do that. And what we don't realize is we begin to eat away at something that is very much beneficial. And so when they're young, we tell them they can't hang like that. When they're teenagers, you definitely don't do that for whatever homophobic reasons, for whatever negative stereotypes. Men just don't do that until you find yourself in your mid-20s and 30s and 40s. And now for you to say to a guy, hey, how you doing? It's very awkward. Yeah. So Ooh, we talk, let's that. talk about it. Let's right. talk about it. It's awkward. Yes. And it's unfortunate. And I'll even take it further. I think there's something about black men in particular where this kind of uh, seeing another man and just kind of approaching the guy and be like, hey, brother, how you doing? How you, you know, are you good? How you feeling? Approaching another brother, another black man and saying, hey, how's your day going? Are you good? You know, the man, the, the, the being a man, if we're to be a man, we can't be like that. And, and, and you know, I, and I'm, I'm glad we kind of touched on this because this kind of segues right into my, uh, you know, my, my, my next concern, right? What is like the role of masculinity, right? Because I think we've kind of danced around what that it is, right? Mm-hmm. When they go from elementary school to middle school to high school to, you know, like, I think we danced around the it, at least in my thought, right? Like, and yeah. I, I've, I've talked about it and I've, 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 I sometimes, I don't say sometimes, I do blame masculinity in a lot of the different concerns, at least I see on the medical side, right? Mm-hmm. Versus them coming to see me for physicals, for them even allowing me to do certain physical exams that I need to do, right? right to properly right. like address it, right? Like what has been your experience on the, the, the relationship of masculinity and mental health and these social constructs when we talk about their social relationships in general? Yeah. You know, if you're going to be a man, if you're going to be masculine, you got to be tough. You know, you got to keep whatever issues you have inside. And so on your end, it's the medical stuff, right? Your legs been hurting, your back's been hurting, you walk in all crooked, hunched over, but you got to be a man. You can't complain about that. On my side, yeah, you might be feeling sad. You might be depressed. You might be crying in your car. You might be sitting in your truck for an hour, just unable to pull it together, but you can't tell nobody that because men don't cry. Nobody wants to hear men complain. All kinds of just jacked up ideas. You know, if you're going to be tough, if you're going to be a man, there's just some things that you don't do, right? All the emotional stuff or the soft stuff. Oh, yes. you know, whatever the hell that is or those are, it, it, 
it's unfortunate. First of all, I think that's 100% head on, right? Like, and, and for, for those who launch the community, like usually when I talk about like some, when men come to my office, right, to, to do their yearly physicals and I see like their significant other or family member there, a lot of times they usually won't say nothing unless I ask a question like, oh, is there anything else going on? And they'll be like, no. And like, hey, you better, you better tell them about this, this, like, like they're mm-hmm. ready because they just assume like, like this person I'm sending in there isn't going to tell you the full story. Oh, they know. They, they, they know. <laughs> they know. And, and so, and you, so in my case, so especially if I'm working with couples, I'll see them together a couple of sessions and then I separate them still. I, I see them on individual sessions. And it's not until I get the guy by himself in my office, I get this whole narrative and I'm like, bro, we've been together for a couple of weeks. Why didn't you say this? And the reason why is because his wife or his girlfriend was there. Wow. And I'm like, well, how much are you not saying? How much? Because you live with this person. Exactly. I mean, come on. Interesting. Okay. All right. Let's see. Let's see. All right. So, so I'm, uh, I don't want to say I'm glad it help, happens on the mental health side, but I, I'm glad it's not just a medical. Just, no, no. We as men have a lot of problems, man. <laughs> we like, and, and I say that as, as lovingly and as sure. understandingly as possible because we just, I, I'll tell you a quick story. When I was in college, I was at the age of about 24, 25. I saw, I went to see my primary and I was working like crazy. I was studying. I had like two, two and a half jobs, still broke, you know, so the stress was just way, weighing heavy. And I, I came down with what I thought was a fever or a cold. And I went to see my doctor and they, and they were like, uh, after a couple of tests, they thought I had lymphoma. And so I'm like, I don't even know how to spell that, like much less what that wow. is, wow. you know? And at the time, my wife and I were dating. I go to the doctor's and I come back. She goes, how was the doctor's appointment? How did it go? I'm like, eh, it was oh. okay. <laughs> wow. Right? Listen. And let's look at me. I'm really laughing because like, you'd be surprised how often like that conversation occurs. And they'll be like, I, I just told my husband, he said nothing went on and his appointment was fine. I'm like, no, it wasn't. Like I told him, just this. <laughs> Man, listen. And so the week I went, she, my wife was supposed to travel for a little bit, my, wife, my girlfriend at the time. And so I let her leave without telling her anything. Mm. And so I think the following day, I, however it played out, I had a biopsy scheduled. And I'm living with a bunch of guys at this time. And I said to the guys, hey, I'm going to need a ride to the doctor. I didn't say hospital. So you, so you didn't even tell them why? I you were just like. Tell them, man. And I'm living in a, in a room in a house with four or five guys, including my brother, right? And so they, they dropped me off. I walk in. I have my biopsy. And biopsy, they put you under. And it, mm-hmm. I'm there like all day. And uh my wife was looking for me later that night, right? She was out of town. She couldn't find me. So finally she calls my brother and she's like, hey, I, I can't find Jameson. Well, what's up? He's like, oh yeah, I took him to a doctor's appointment. She's like, what doctor's appointment? Uh-oh. And Uh-oh. then he says, yeah, doctor's appointment at the hospital. Oh, and, Lord. And my wife, I mean, she, she's- she, She's putting two two together. She's like, hold on. A, a sharp tool, man. She goes, who the hell has a doctor's appointment at the hospital? And it's like nine o'clock at night and they're still there, mm, mm. bro. And so I, I had to come clean. And so, <laughs> and I, I look again, I look back at that. And I'm just like, that is so dumb. Yep. yep. That, 
that is like so dumb. I, I, I don't, I'm not too hard on myself because I was in my 20s, but still that is dumb. Mm, that and, is, wow. and, and you know, I can excuse the young, the, my youth, the ignorance of my youth to some extent, but at 40 and 50 and 60, my God, there is absolutely no reason. Oh, and, and, and it still happens. It, it for sure still happens, which is, wow, that's a, it, it's very interesting because you aren't telling a unique story. Bro, I wish I was. I wish I was. So, um, yeah, it's okay. All right. See, um, like I said, I, I like this this kindred spirit that we got going on here, right? Because like now I'm, I'm seeing how much on the mental health side, you guys clearly have to deal with just as much, if not more than we deal with on the medical side. Because, you know, we, we, we're so personal. We think like, all right, maybe it's just us, right? Maybe right. Like, they just don't want to take care. Like maybe, it's, but if clearly even when they're on your end, Oh, it's universal, man. It's universal. And the thing is, I think, and maybe this is my bias, it's a little worse on my end because you can see a bad leg. You can see mm-hmm. some, you can see the physical manifestations. Yes. Me, I don't know anything if you don't tell me. Nope. If you're not having an episode in my office, if, if no one saw you having an episode, if you don't come to my office smelling like alcohol, I don't know that you have a drinking problem. Let's go. I don't know that you're not sleeping because even if you're not sleeping, you get a quick nap in, you look Mm -hmm. fine for, for an hour session. So, and we, as men are like, I mean, we're just forgiving. We're full of shit. Sometimes, you know, we're mass manipulators and we, we've learned the art of covering up the pain. We mask it well. We hide it from strangers and, and, and unfortunately, our loved ones and our family. So whenever I get the chance, I, I send texts to my friends or I see the campaigns that just say, hey, ask a friend, is he okay? Because there's guaranteed he's going through something. And if he tells you he's okay, call him a liar. Yes. Check your boys. Ooh, talk you know? I love it. And, you know, you know, the reason why I love that, because this, uh, the, the article, right, I kind of started it all, right? Like, it, it broke down very typical relationships that men tend to have, right? Mm-hmm. And, and we've touched on, we've already actually touched on a, a, quite a few of them. And they, they broke it down to kind of four categories, right? They talked about the type of man who likes to, like, compartmentalizes their relationship, right? So this is a person who treats his boys like boys, but treats his girl like his girls, right? So he is open, right, to be emotional to his girl, but not his boys, right? Like, so in your situation, right, where you're in the house with yeah. not only your friends, but a family, and you're like, all right, this is the this is the position. I, I'm putting you in this box, but I'm gonna tell my girl all this other stuff here, right? Hopefully, right? Like I'm 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 gonna tell her all of these the, my emotional support, right? And, and I think what was interesting is that they found that even a person who do, has that type of relationship doesn't really consider themselves emotional. Right. So even when they're talking in the sense of like, oh, I'm just talking to my girl, I'm letting my girl know how she feels. Oh, she just kind of tells me her stuff. They don't even consider themselves the emotional type, even on the, the, the for the women's side, mm-hmm. uh, which, which I thought was extremely interesting. Yeah, we, we can't even allow ourselves to consider that. Wow. And, and, and then they had another type where they talked about a person who just has some difficulty in confiding. Right. So this is a person who, you know, they they understand like, you know, I need I need to tell Jameson something. Let, let me let me just see where, where he's at. But because they have poor judgment, right? They don't realize like, oh, no, nah, Barry's not the type you tell that to anyway. He's going to laugh at you and make fun of you. And then they regress, right? Yep. 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 And, and, then, and then they're like a closed shell. And then it's even harder to get them to, to open up again. 
Man, l- listen, dude, I'll, I'll tell you another story. Just, I'll tell you another quick story. And some of my boys and I, uh, we try to catch a football game every year, right? So whether we drive somewhere, fly somewhere, some years we get it in, other years because of work, we can't. One year I was just, I was having some difficulties. My wife and I, we were like disagreeing on some stuff. We were disagreeing on some stuff. And for whatever reason, I didn't feel like I could talk to her. I knew I could, but I don't know. We were just bumping heads. Right. And this trip was coming up and I was so grateful for this trip. Mm. And like this, almost like an escape. Oh, it gave me a, re, a way out for a few days. And so I, I, I go to pick up, pick up my boy. And then uh, I think we were two or three in the car and we're driving and I'm sitting in the car and I said, man, they say, yo, Jay, how you doing? I'm like, man, you know what, man, it's been kind of messed up lately. Mm. That's what I said. And I can't tell you how much energy it took me to just kind of slide that out, just to say that, right? Mm -hmm. But then I said that, and then the the guys in the car, they didn't say anything. Silence, just as if you never even said anything. They didn't say anything. And in my mind, I was like, look at these mofos right here. Here I am screaming (laughs) for help and blah, blah, blah. And and in hindsight, in hindsight, I was talking to one of them. This was maybe last year or two years ago. And I said, yo, you remember that trip? You remember that time? And he was like, uh, kind of. I was like, yo, man, I was going through it. And he goes, what? <laughs> what do you mean? I said, yeah. And I said this. And he goes, what? That's all you said? How the hell was I supposed to? <laughs> and we, have a, we had a good laugh about it, man. But I'm just like, oh, my goodness. It is insane the things that we go through. Mm. All I had to say was, guys, I'm struggling. If I had said, guys, I'm struggling. They would have rallied around me. Right. But I hid that or I pretended to. Could, to, could you, to, I guess, I guess the better question is, could, would you have been able to write to get that type of insight where, where you would have realized that that was the code word you would have needed? Right. Cause it, it, it sounds like you, you said it, but not in the way they were willing to like, like, Oh, I can't, I'm not sure how to interpret this. So I'm not going to go in that direction. Well, the, here's the thing though. One, I mean, th- th- these guys are not counselors. So, right. okay. so I got yes. okay. to give them that much. And so I didn't necessarily communicate it in a way that they would have gotten it. Mm. I communicated it in a way that was as painless and easy for me to get it out. Ah, uh, right. And sometimes the two just don't connect, right? It might, what's easy for me to say doesn't translate into someone understanding that I have some challenges going on. You know, but we spent the whole weekend together tailgating, drinking, eating, and the whole time I'm worrying about my relationship and my marriage. And they didn't know crap about that. Crap. Wow. It's it's funny. Very, it's it's very funny. No, it's it's the same. It it really is because that really is how a, a lot of our relationships are our form and whether we, the ones are actually forming that way. Right. Cause again, like, you know, like your boy said, he's like, well, why didn't you just say this? Like I would have been ready to, to help, but you didn't say if nothing else, he would have been like, yo dog, we got you. And you know what? That would have been all I needed at the time. Because again, right. I know they can't, they, they can't treat me. You sure. know, I, I understand that, but I could have used a shoulder to lean on, but I had to make the first move. Right. I had to be vulnerable in that sense. And that is something that we do not do well. Do you think we are capable of doing it well? Right. Because I know we talked about 
women because they've been ingrained and society has provided and allowed them that space. Do you think we're actually even capable of being that type of person who knows to reach out when they see that, that social media post, like, Hey, reach out to my strong friend. Like, do is that something we can even do? Without a doubt, without a doubt, man, I, we are capable because again, as men, as people, right, we have the capacity to do so much. We have the emotional capacity. We have the mental capacity. We are capable beings, mm. you know, that the challenge is we are often not in a community, in a setting that creates a space for that. You know, okay. uh, if you don't grow up observing that, if you don't grow up seeing your father, your cousin, your brother surrounded by men who put a hand on him, who hug him, who embrace each other, men who will cry together, yeah, then you don't do that. You don't do that. You know, if you don't witness it, because it's a skill, right? We're talking about communication. We're talking about personal and interpersonal skills. It is a skill. Kill. The same way we can learn to communicate better with our, with the women in our lives, we can definitely communicate better with the men and our friends and our buddies, guys who come to rely on in other capacities. This would just simply be just another form of support for us. We are totally, we are more than capable. I love it. Oh, okay. All right. So for the men who who are able to you know grow their skill and practice this skill and you know be actually proficient in doing it what has been your experience as far as how has it affected their other parts of relationship right just in general like what has been your experience for that type of guy who's able to reach out and say hey i need help or reach out and and honestly be the person right who someone reaches out to like what has been your experience in those type of men right especially from a positive standpoint in regards to their other experiences and health and wealth and everything else you know it opens doors and windows you didn't know was there. Two things I say, you know, the two things that change your life, right? The books you read and the people you meet. And I've met some brothers who have totally changed my life, whether it's business connections, whether it's learning about this new place I need to visit, or whether it's about just have finding someone with a similar interest, you know, for guys who are able to say that, you know, you f- listen, it, it sounds cheesy. I, you feel just a little bit freer. You feel free to move. You feel because mm-hmm. you're less concerned about all that baggage and all that crap you got to hide and you got to make sure nobody sees. And at the same time, you're hiding it, but you're trying to look like you're just gliding on water all the damn time. It allows for so much more to happen once you are able to just express that. Once you are able to say, hey, guys, hey, I'm not doing so hot right now. Or if you don't hear from me over the weekend, just a quick phone call, you know, just those little things. It totally changes. people. I know for me being able to do that. And again, it's not always easy, you know, but with the guys in my life who I am able to do that with the quality of my relationship with these guys, my quality of life. And that's not an exaggeration, has dramatically improved. I love it. I love it. So, you know, first of all, I, I want to, you know, really take the, and again, and I, 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 I don't say it's facetious today, right? Like, I really want to thank you for being able to really come up and kind of open up some of the eyes, right? Of, and even if it's mental, right? Just some of the, the mental locks that are there, especially for men 
you know, obviously this is Men's Health Month and, you know, they're going to get talked about prostate cancer and all those stuff to death, right? But like the, the fact that we're not allowing them, right, to to blow over, right, that mental health is important too, right? Relationship is important. Like the fact that we're not allowing that to happen, right? I, I definitely want to thank you for coming on to the show and really driving home that fact, right? That you know, I don't think anyone else could have, especially because again, and I'm, I'm dating myself, like as we speak, you're currently doing a, a Daffodent series, right? On your podcast, right? Which I've been listening to, especially the, the one with uh, Mr. Martin, Trayvon Martin's father, which, yeah, I mean, another discussion. <laughs> I mean, the, the fact that you're able to kind of reach out and recognize, right? And you're, you're taking that mantle that it's difficult, right? Like I, I know it's difficult because it's difficult on the medical side. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I love when, you know, because I know the women are just easier, unfortunately, right? So when I, when I got to deal with a man, I'm like, all right, all right, this, I got to put some work in, right? But you're like head first, like, no, this is the group I want to go after. That's my peoples, man. That's my people. You know, when you recognize somebody going through something that you went through and you learned a few things or you learned one thing, you got one thing in your pocket and you say, yo, bro, just do this. Hmm. Like, don't even think about it, dude. Just do this thing. And I'm sure you see it's in, in your field as well. You say, yo, just do this one thing and you'll be fine. You know, like I feel like that's that's just that's what I'm here for. I say, bro, just try this and you'll be fine. All this stuff that you got going on that you're struggling with. Trust me. Trust me. Yes. Do these two things and you'll be good. I love it. So, you know, before before we let you go, right, like I always want to really highlight the the amazing guests that we have here and just really the amazing stuff that they do. Right. So this I like to call this more my, like my promo type hour. Right. Uh, I, I want you to tell the community, obviously, you know, what do you got to offer books? Obviously, you're everywhere. Right. Like, again, if you listen to this bio, this, this guy's been everywhere. You know, but do you have anything you got going on right now, whether it be courses, books, you know, seminars, speaking engagements? What what's going on in your world? You know, obviously outside of this camping trip that you're about to get on <laughs> <laughs> so for the easiest way right to find out about us i'll put this in uh up front is mercierwellness.com and so that's the website everything mercier and so by mercier i'm talking myself and my wife herdine we have a podcast where we talk couple stuff whether that's communication finances parenting we're wrapping up season one and prepping for season two and so that's that's a lot of fun it's a lot more fun than uh I, we thought it would be oh yes and i can uh, tell you lunch and community me and my wife were on there that was an amazing yes. time yes, uh, yes. and the, uh, we'll make sure that link is in the show notes as well too amazing time like i said it's just uh and my wife and his wife know each other very well and you know, of course, of course they do. Right. They're women. <laughs> they, 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 they just know. And even if they didn't know each other, they would know each other because mm-hmm. that's what women do. You know, you know, so funny story, especially that I hate to cut you off is when you're when your wife was actually reaching out to my wife, she didn't even realize like I was the husband. She's like, oh, like, oh, can you get your husband to it's like, oh, and, and Mars like, oh, can like she, and she was like, oh, who's your husband? Oh, uh, Barry Pierre. He has it like, oh, Barry Pierre is it like it was totally oblivious. Right. Everything was all about my wife at that time. That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's it. I, I tell my wife, you know what? You're the connector here. You do it all. I show up, you know, <laughs> so, but that's just how women are. And we mm-hmm. need women in our lives. So, so, so that's your wellness. Wellness.com. Right. And okay. then 
the, the podcast, the name of the podcast is The Couples Council. That's what it's called. And that's everywhere on iTunes. That's everywhere. You know, once you're on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Google Podcasts, we're mm-hmm. there. What we're getting ready to do, Herdine and I, we're getting ready to do like a couple series, a couple couple series, one about intimacy, because this is also another area. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to sex and intimacy, couples are not communicating about that. Wow. And if you think you were going to communicate with anybody, it'd be your significant other. Who you're laying in the bed with, who Mm -hmm. you're just living your life with day in and day out. And so recognizing this need, we're we're putting together a a workshop about couples and intimacy. On the flip side, we're also going to be releasing some new, starting up some new webinars, online webinars. People can log on and watch about different topics. So in addition to the podcast, we have those uh, things that are dripping out. And on the dad fit in front there, I, you know, once I say this, then I have to follow through with it. And I yes. almost don't want to. Let's but go. Let's go. Let's, hey, he's, he's on record right now. Let's go. I know, right? <laughs> there, there's, a, there's a book that's semi, semi done, right? It's called, it's called Dad Fident, Black Fathers as Primary Caregivers. And with Ooh, that, I like that. The idea I, is that Black yes. fathers don't do that. And I, that's a bold-faced lie. You know, not all the black fathers are locked, not all black and brown fathers are locked up or absent. So that's going to drop soon. And there's a couple of things that follow that. So we're busy around here and, and just just trying to do some good work, man. I love it. And before you go, I always ask this question. How is what you're doing really helping to empower the men, especially obviously the dads and wherever they're at in life, right? Really improve their mental health and well-being and social relationships and everything above. We are empowered once we begin to see that it's possible. You know, seeing is believing. And as men, you know, listen, you could tell me what you want, but show me, show me. If you can show me that it works, you might have a chance. And so not only do I preach this and I teach this, but I strive to be even a role model. I don't like that, but I understand why that word exists. You know, I strive to be an example to say, hey, it's okay. You know, do this because I do it too. So I understand I'm not selling you something I don't know. And I recognize that seeing someone who looks like you, talks like you, eats what you eat, who lives your life, do these things that you've been told historically you cannot do. That's where the empowerment comes from. I love it. I love it. And again, Lunch Learn community members, uh, you know, definitely an amazing way to end Men's Health Month. But understanding that Men's Health Month is just a month, but we got to be about our health 24, 7, 12 months out the year, right? So again, Dr. McSherry, thank you for, you know, really blessing, you know, Lunch Learn community and the podcast with just such amazing introspection to what you have to deal with and really what men have to deal with and how to get better. Mm-hmm. Listen, this has been awesome for me as well. Listen, I could talk this all day. Uh, I appreciate the invitation. And uh, anytime you want to get out there, man, get get out in the woods, get out. On the <laughs> you let me know, man. You just let me know. We, we've been saying we got to hook up, man. You yes. Know, we're in the same area. Yeah, we're, no- we're, we're probably like we're, we're probably like less than half an hour away. Oh, we're sure. really in the same county. And it's there's it's- no reason why we can't make it happen, Dr. B. All right. You know, this, this is what we, we put it right on the wax here. Right. So I will be camping. Hey, hey. I'm putting it out. I'm going to camp. I'm going to go out and camp. That's and, and there's going to be footage of it, too. Cause yes, that's <laughs> that's fact. Once it's documented. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You have a great day. Thank you again. Thank you. 
Thank you for getting to the end of the show. I am your host, Dr. Barry Pierre, host of the Lunch Learner, Dr. Barry, and this is another amazing episode that we like to bring to you week after week on betterment of empowering yourself for better health today. If you have not had a chance, please go ahead and subscribe to the show if this is your first time listening. If you already listen and you've already subscribed, make sure to leave me a five-star review because your support is absolutely important in keeping the show moving as it is. And if you have not had a chance and you want to check out today's show notes, always head over to lunchlearnpod.com. That is lunch learn pod all in one word dot com and you can get the access to my show notes for every single episode but especially the one you just listened to and i'm gonna see you guys next week you guys be blessed bye